Hello everybody, I'm Matt Peters. And this is Dolores Peters. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2017 Resnaculous Fall Classic. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a great one for you this year, let me tell ya. Oreo has come out with some wild flavors like you'd never believe. <laughs> so this is actually part two. I'm going to drop the accent now, the voice thing, because it's not working anyway. So, welcome to the show, folks. Um... We're, we're going to actually call this part two of the Fall Classic because we already had part one. If you're wondering where it is because it hasn't been on the Since Last We Spoke channel, well, you're not going crazy. I actually did a little bit of taste testing at my day job uh, for some Cheez-Its flavors, which you may or may not have heard me ramble on and on about on social media. Let me tell you, the, uh, the cheeseburger flavor is wonderful. I got in some big trouble for not bringing that home. I want to tell you about that right now. It's true. So my makeup, my apology, was that delicious extra toasty Cheez-It variety. Yes. According to the box, the number one requested Cheez-It flavor. And now I understand why. Yeah. Delicious. It is delicious. So, yeah, that was part one. Part one was the cheeseburger versus the cheesy nacho taste test at my job. Uh, cheeseburger one hands down. Everybody loved the cheeseburger flavor. Well, I shouldn't say they loved it. They thought it was interesting because that's really what Resnaculous is all about. And they really grasped that concept. Resnaculous is all about some wild flavors that you may not have tried on your own because the snack foods are honed to such a point where you enjoy the flavors as they are already. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's true. So that being said... <laughs> Um, we're going to go ahead and tell you guys about some amazing Oreo flavors we picked up over the past couple of weeks uh, by Nabisco, of course. Uh, the first one being the Dunkin' Donuts Mocha Oreo. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've ever had a Dunkin' Donuts Mocha drink, then you can pretty much guess what this is going to taste like. It's, it should just be like a mixture of chocolate and coffee um, with a bit of cream. And that's exactly what it looks like so far. So I'm assuming that the flavor is going to be pretty comparable to the actual drink. Um, hopefully, it, it it's actually a positive experience as opposed to some of the other Dunkin' Donut flavors that we've tried. Because um, they were kind of rough. But yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully this, will be, this will be the one that's successful in transferring that drink's flavor over into Oreo territory. Yeah, so this is going to be a weird one. Um, this, of course, goes back to the uh, Pop-Tart flavors that we tried uh, from Dunkin' Donuts, which were just okay. Yeah. Except for the, the mocha one, I think, was the one that we didn't like from uh, Pop-Tart, right? Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that one was, it was just a really strange consistency because it was kind of like a, like a jellied, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's still not as bad as Orange Crush, but oh, God, let's let's move on to the other um, let's let's move on to the other uh, flavors that we're working with here. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking apple pie. So once again, Oreo has given us that wonderful graham flavored cookie that they've used in the other pie flavors. So already looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. um, we also have the dark horse. We don't know how this is going to be. Oh, God. I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> D, not so much. No. Now, I think that this was a, a flavor that they had in mind for a back-to-school sort of thing. It's the PB&J Oreo mm. that has peanut butter flavored cream and jelly flavored cream. They don't say what type of jelly, 
They just say jelly flavor. Gross. So we're going to see. Dee's not a fan of peanut butter and jelly not anyway. All. Not at all. <laughs> it's just a bad, bad texture like combination for me. I just, I don't appreciate anything sticking to the roof of my mouth or getting all up around my gums. It's just gross. I get you. I get you. I, I, I respectfully disagree uh, because when you get a good PB and J, uh, there is something magical about that. So that's going to be our main event there, ladies and gents. The Oreo flavors, the most requested aspect of, since last we spoke, so a snackulous segment uh, for D and I. Um, we actually also have some other things here that we need to finish up from the summer uh, so we can get them the heck out of our house. Yes. Which are these uh, Twizzler-filled twists that they came out with recently which are, uh, you know, supposed to represent different parts of the U.S. So we have uh, the Taste of Florida, which is key lime pie, apparently, and uh, another Taste of Florida, because I guess they couldn't think of any other states to use for these filled Twizzlers, which is the Orange Dream Pop, now or the Orange Cream Pop, rather. I'll have to see, actually, like, why uh, the Orange Cream Pop is associated with Florida. You know, key lime I get for Florida because that's, like, you know... Well, I mean oranges. Sure. Yeah, I okay. mean, uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that uh, that orange cream sickle like flavor would be associative to to Florida. Yeah, I don't know. We're like, gonna we're gonna look this up during the uh, the chew break, and I'll yeah. let you guys know because that's kind of weird. Sounds like they're just fresh out of ideas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But you know who's not fresh out of ideas? Our good friend Jonesy. That's right. She recently took a trip to Spokane, Washington, and bought us back some delicious treats, including some Northwest Huckleberry Jam, yeah. some smooth and creamy pastel mints. Ooh. And why would you say uh, smooth and creamy pastel mints are snackulous? Because the name of the company that she got them from was Spokandy. It's a wonderful play on words, and everyone knows how much I love a good play on words. So last but not least of this trio... Applets and cutlets, which apparently is a big thing and sounds really weird when you say it out loud. (laughs) You know, I could really go for some cutlets right now. Oh, God. It sounds like you're saying collard greens and like chitlins in the same breath. And I hope it's not because speaking of breath, you will not want to sit across from me if I sit here eating collard greens and chitlins. Oh, my God. You know, I've lost my mind if you ever see me. Eating collard greens and chitlins. Well, thankfully, this is not. It looks like it's actually a combination of apple, apricot, and walnut candies from the Pacific Northwest. So, thank you, Jonesy, for bringing these back to Chicago for us. Thank you for coming back to Chicago because, you know, Spokane's awesome. So, we're going to go ahead and get settled in. You folks get ready. It's the Resnaculous Fall Classic. So we're going to interrupt the Resnaculous Fall Classic for a moment here to talk a little bit about Rax Terror 4. That's right. This is the fourth iteration of Rax Terror. And if you've never been to one, you're missing out on the kickoff to the Halloween season. Kamra puts on an amazing show at Arabesque Dance Studio every year, hosted by Lizzie Decide, who may or may not be the alter ego of Jean-Pierre, who I'm about to talk to about this uh, momentarily. I'm going to pass it over to that conversation. You're going to love Rax Terror. It is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, You'll have a great time. Please wear a costume. I'm going to be there. Can't guarantee if I'm going to wear a costume or not, but you should. 
I'm going to give you a high five if you do. Uh, get your tickets online now. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. But if you are looking to get these tickets while you listen to my conversation with Jean-Pierre, check out TattooedBellyDancer.com slash Rax-Terror. Uh, it's that simple. Um, like I said, it's a great event. You're supporting, you're supporting local arts and you're supporting a local dance studio owned by the phenomenal Sonia Blacker. So check it out, folks. Uh, not on podcasts. Well, actually, I, I take that back. Years ago in Tucson, uh, I did. Uh, they were they. Uh, it was a comic book store. Actually, followed me on the, my ghost tour that I did there. Oh. And uh, we had an interview after the fact, and uh, that, that was a lot of fun. That sounds cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried to get involved with the ghost tours here in Chicago, but they never called me back. Like, well, that's their loss. <laughs> that is their loss, man, because I, I know some people that do ghost tours and, like, uh, graveyard tours. And, uh, yeah, they, they could benefit from you. I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, I was told that I, you know, had quite a presence, and I did have a knack for the stories. And plus, there's a little connection between Chicago and Tucson with uh, John Dillinger. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He was arrested down in Tucson. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The hotel that he was, uh, he wasn't really caught at the hotel, but it was because he was at a particular hotel, the Congress, the Hotel Congress, that that's why he was arrested, because he was there when a fire broke out. And, oh, the Congress. <laughs> wow, man. Kind of wound up showing him, exposing himself to one, you know, uh, so to speak, to a particular firefighter who later put two and two together, and that led to local Tucson police doing what the feds had not been able to do for years. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, like, I, it's funny. I get my hair cut at, at the Congress Hotel. I had no idea. <laughs> well, the Hotel Congress in Tucson, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here. What am I thinking? Okay, I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never gotten my hair cut there, but I'm sure I could if I really tried. Uh, I don't know if there's a barber in, in – actually, no, there is a hair salon there now that I think about it. There That's is cool. one. So. I could just do, like, the, the power move and just, like, you know, hire a barber to come and cut my hair there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But I digress. Let's get into it, man. So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, just catching you up a little bit, I am talking to my good friend Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre has an amazing life. (laughs) You know, uh, he's a comic fan, uh, but he's like a deep comic fan. Like, you know, I'm on the periphery. Jean-Pierre knows some things. Uh, He is a tarot card reader. He is a uh, belly dance husband uh, like I am. And, uh, yeah, he's just an all-around cool guy. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome him. Hello, Jean-Pierre. Hello. (laughs) So, we got a lot to cover, man, but let's just kind of break the ice a little bit and talk about uh, our new favorite show, Riverdale. Oh, yes. (laughs) You've you've been on board since the beginning. So, how how do you feel now that the uh, the season is wrapped up and everything and uh, we're on the cusp of season two? I'm just eager to see what they do at season two, to see what threads they pick up. And uh, just to, to see how the characters will be reinterpreted, further reinterpreted. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm a lifelong Archie Comics fan, so this is quite intriguing for me. That's true. It doesn't take uh, much effort for folks to find pictures of you dressed up as Jughead. No, no. <laughs> that's the only, I think that's probably the only cosplay I've really done, just because it's so easy. Yeah, I, I haven't done much cosplay myself, to be honest. I did a, what was it, a Doctor, not Dr. Horrible, but a Captain Hammer 
Dr. Horrible's mm-hmm. foil. Well, that's a t-shirt. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I can do that. And it was so cute. I was at a, a C2E2. Some kid thought I was Thor. And, you know, it was just a real little kid. So I'm like, yes, I, I am Thor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bargain basement Thor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here's the hammer. So, uh, yeah, I didn't finish the line for the kid, obviously. <laughs> So, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I really dig Riverdale. I think it's a great show. Uh, Mm -hmm. My friend Lex started watching it recently. And it's just so funny seeing her reactions online because, Mm -hmm. you know, you know what happens already. And it's so vastly different from the traditional Archie uh, books that have come out over the years. Uh, you know, everybody grew up watching Archie. It was the the comic that was in the the grocery store checkout line. So it was like, all right, you want to get something? Uh, Here, have a funny book, kid, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's how most of us discovered it. You know, mom picked up a digest on impulse, and here's a little something for you. You've been behaving well, and <laughs> <laughs> right, it's better than candy, I guess. Yeah. But you know, like I said, the characters are so vastly different, and it was so cool to um, to to know what was going to happen because they stuck the landing so well, and to see someone else kind of discover it through their own eyes uh, to the point where it's like, oh, wait a minute, which one is the black? Uh, Pussycat? Is it Josie? No, it's all of them. What? Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, the joy of it. If if we've been with Archie for a long time, uh, some of us enjoy seeing them reinterpret it differently. And uh, if we're honest, we're, we we realize that too many of them were white, <laughs> and so we're happy to see a little more uh, more people of color brought in, and and it doesn't really change the character. It just adds something to it. Definitely. You know, they, they really have uh, gone through quite a sea change with the Archie books over the past decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, a welcome change. Uh, Dan Parent has been pretty much at the forefront of that. His artwork is iconic, but he's yes. also willing to tweak it to kind of grow with the times. And, uh, you know, I've, yeah. I've run into him at a couple cons. He's a great dude, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, I met him. I surprised him with a, an old uh, a 1990s Jughead's Diner to autograph. Oh, wow. And kind it of blew his mind that someone had that. He was like, whoa. I, I bet he was happy to see you coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Like, I, I respect the way that um, they are trying to be more progressive. They are stepping out of their comfort zone and not just being that, you know, um, Americana sort of book yeah. anymore that's stuck in the 1950s like so many comic books were. Uh, they're trying to say, hey, you know, we can celebrate all of america without just yes, be stuck in yes. small town usa uh you know um they had a storyline a few years ago where archie got married and that was kind of like mind-blowing to some people i don't know why <laughs> yes. that was such a big deal it was actually really cool because you know saying in one universe it's betty and another veronica Yep. i actually saw people online reacting negatively they obviously had not read the stories they were thinking that archie was a bigamist oh yeah like, no, have you read the story? <laughs> like, no, this is Archie going legit. Now he's not being a player anymore. This is what you, yes. you know, what you say you want to see. So here it is. Yeah, um, it, was, it was people who wanted to imagine they were the moral majority, speaking out about something they knew nothing about, as they typically do. <laughs> they typically do. You're right about that. So that's that's not even the most uh, outrageous Archie books that have come out, uh, oh, no. even even a while ago. So I mean, people want to point to uh, you know Afterlife with Archie. They want to talk about the books mm-hmm. where Jughead is a I don't know is he a zombie or a werewolf? I can't really. In Afterlife, he's a zombie. Okay. Uh, in the new one, The Hunger, he's a werewolf. That's okay. So that's where I got confused with that. Those... The Sabrina books, uh, Chilling Tales of Sabrina, those are incredible. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah they're, there. they're all well written, and mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's funny when you think about it because, like I said, those aren't even the most far fetched books. 
when I was in high school, I remember my mind being blown when I saw Archie team up with the Punisher. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, that, that was kind of scoffed at at the time, but it worked, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, it, it was it was interesting be, because uh, the Punisher, you know, he actually doesn't like being what he is. So yeah. uh, putting him in that setting where time seems to have stood still, and uh, and he wants, and he actually finds the opportunity to keep a place free of the kind of crime he deals with. That yeah, is true. It kind of explored his character a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's definitely true. And that isn't even the most wild one. It's Archie versus Predator. <laughs> like, <laughs> loved that book. It was so insane. <laughs> Just to see the Predator drawn in the in the uh, house style of Archie yeah. comics was worth the price of admission in my eyes. Yeah, well, I think the, nobody really knew what to expect when we first heard the title. Yeah, and it was, this was fresh off of uh, coming off of Afterlife. We're like, okay, it's gonna be a new serious book. And we saw the, the preliminary artwork. We're like, okay, so it's gonna be more like that Punisher crossover where no one really gets hurt or killed. Nope, there's a lot of blood in there. <laughs> so much blood. <laughs> like Jughead getting his head ripped off and shoved into a vending machine. And <laughs> oh man, yes. So appropriate for him, I guess. <laughs> Copious amounts of blood. Spoilers, but yeah, go check it out, folks. There's there's a plethora of Archie books to check out. Um, it, it's it's gonna be one of your uh, guilty pleasures you're going to find something that appeals to you so I'm glad that we got to kind of like chop it up about that it was in the cards that we were going to talk about Archie Comics and that is a ham-fisted yes. segue to my next thing which is that you are a tarot card reader and yes yeah so tell us a little bit about that uh, well you know I've always had this uh, thing for collecting cards of various sorts either trading cards or playing cards in fact I bought a new playing card deck just the other day <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I don't even play very many card games <laughs> I just I collect the cards and but I think what when I was very young I grew up in the very superstitious south ah, yes. during the satanic panic so tarot kind of went along with a whole lot of other things that was like oh that's the devil Oh, wow. <laughs> I like the mom in Waterboy. That's the devil. Yeah. I actually heard that <laughs> stated quite a lot. I had that in, a, in my in my own home, but we'll uh, we'll carry on. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. I remember seeing ads for the Vertigo deck you know, in the 90s and being a little, I don't know, feeling weird about it. But then when it was reissued some, t- some years later, uh, and I was already, I'd gotten over a lot of my superstitions and my worries about magic and paganism and such i just i snatched up the the deck and you know, this is the deck with the vertical comic book characters on it yeah uh they reprinted it and i i got it and, and now I, I it's still my go-to deck to this day even though i've since then collected other decks that's cool and it is a beautiful deck uh for mm-hmm. those who haven't seen it yeah again you can find pictures of that all dave over McKean. the internet yeah dave mckean is a master just yeah. great artist uh, iconic of course with the vertigo uh, you know, style of that time. It's yeah, it's it blows you away. So folks can actually not only see this deck online, but they can come experience uh, getting a tarot yes. reading from you uh, yeah. at uh, various um, glints that uh, May the Belly Dancer puts yeah. on. Yeah, it started with the tarot themed show. Yes, I just I, I I said, hey, how about you have a tarot card reader there for this tarot themed show? So, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, I, I had already been doing the readings over at Arabesque Studios, you know, during their Hoflas. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, that's that's funny you bring it up because that's actually what we're here to discuss overall today uh, is the upcoming Rax Terror Show at Airbus yes. Studios. <laughs> now, I'm very excited about that. You know, if I can just kind of go off for a minute on it. I came to uh, one of the Rax Terror Shows and, of course, uh, your your first spouse. One. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, the first one, right. Yeah, right, your, right. your spouse, Kamra, was uh, uh, dressed as the... The nurse from uh, Silent Hill. Yes. And yes. for those who are familiar with that character, you know how just <laughs> creepy and disorienting <laughs> that could be. Imagine this character coming to life before your very eyes <laughs> and, and dancing sensually, but then also being extremely creepy in the next second. It's it's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that piece uh, they did years ago when we were still living in Arizona Oh, uh, at a show called Fully Fusion. To okay. Mixed reaction, some negative, some positive. I mean, at the show, it was very positive. But later people who saw the video online, there were some people who gave them some heat about it. Uh, but uh, since moving to Chicago and Kamra joining Rock's Geek, it's become their most requested piece. <laughs> Kamra is just such an amazing performer. Every time I see them on stage, it's just... It, it it's it's an experience. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. I understand that uh, they're into Final Fantasy in a very big way. <laughs> very much so. Yes, and so we were at the time... Final Fantasy Symphony last night. Uh, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, the uh, the Nocturne was it? Uh, like that? Oh, I'm having I'm drawing a total blank. So Something am I. worlds. I'm gonna, Something worlds. I'm gonna go with Nocturne of Worlds, and if I'm wrong, someone. No, it's not that. It's Distant Worlds. That's it. Distant Worlds. That's the name of it. Okay, well that shows how much I uh, I went myself because I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, there are a lot of cool people there. There were a lot of cool moments, from what I understand. And uh, Kamra is such a big Final Fantasy fan that the first conversation that we had, um, I noticed that there was a Moogle tattoo. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like Kupo. That's nice. <laughs> and that's of course with the traditional uh, Moogle greeting. Uh, it's a Moogle holding holding a book, of course, because they're also a major book lover. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, what can we expect from Rax Terror this this time around? Well, Rax Terror, we've got performers from three different states: uh, Illinois, naturally, but also St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> and uh, Michigan. Uh, this is uh, the second time we've attracted an out-of-state performer, or okay. we've got more than one this time. Yeah, last year, Cat uh, from Washington State. Uh, came uh, and did an incredible Evil Dead-inspired belly dance piece. Wow. <laughs> I got to put the chainsaw on my own hand. It felt amazing. <laughs> yes. Traditionally, uh, I stay away from chainsaws, but I, I yes. make an exception for Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so many people doing swords with belly dance, why not a chainsaw? That's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we've got that. Uh, Kamra's got a very special piece uh, based on a poem that they wrote uh, that was all about their own gender dysmorphia. So it's going to be very personal, uh, and uh, I don't want to say too much more about it. It's, it's going to be a very personal and uh, maybe a little startling piece, and it's fitting in with Rock's Terror. Okay. And, of course, uh, this will be the fourth annual one, and I, again, am hosting it in my as my drag persona, Lizzie Desaad. Ah, Lizzie Desaad. I'm always happy mm-hmm. to see her. <laughs> That's really yeah. cool. Man, you know, i got to tell you, you, you both are so outspoken and just very present at uh, gatherings and rallies. 
mm. about just you know sexual acceptance and everything like that and i really admire that about you both uh, mm-hmm. as a couple and individually so i wanted to thank you for just being so talkative about it just being so well, thank you i mean it's it's very important um that's one of the big reasons that i i came out as bisexual in the first place was to educate because I could, at the time, I probably could have kept quiet about it because I was in what appeared to be a heterosexual marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, out Kamra had not come out as trans yet, and I probably could have just let it go. But you know, I saw so much misinformation out there and so much bigotry, and I was like, okay, someone's got to speak up. And, and I think uh, I figured I, I had it within me to just speak up and not care if anyone had a problem with that. So, <laughs> and that's critical because, uh, understandably, a lot of folks don't have that power within them right so the fact that you're able to be so vocal about it is appreciated just across the board so yeah if i can if i can embarrass you for a second that's all (laughs) i'm constantly embarrassed go ahead oh cool me too (laughs) (laughs) well that's it for that so okay understandably um you both are also very present uh, at different Rax Geek shows. Uh, right, right. But you also mentioned that Arabesque, uh, the studio where Rax Terror is going to be. Also, let's before we move any further, let's yes. talk about when and where Rax Terror is going to be. We want to oh, make sure people Rock, know. Rax Terror will be on October 7th at Arabesque Studios. Cool. You can get the tickets at brownpapertickets.com hmm. or on Kamra's own homepage, tattooedbellydancer.com. All right, and I'll put... Uh, links to all that in the show notes, of course. Right. So back to Arabesque. Let's talk about this spoofla coming up, man. You, you, yes. Yeah. You, you, you wet my appetite with that. I want to know what's going on. What's a spoofla? Well, uh, well, yeah, belly dance parties are often called hufflas, which is really just a, a, the Arabic word for party. And Arabesque hosts regulars, regular hufflas, where people can bring food and uh, beverages, and then you sit and watch a great belly dance show. Now, every couple of years, uh, the owner of the studio, Sonia, likes to put on a spoofla, <laughs> which is a, a comedy belly dance show. Ah. <laughs> so, and so people can bring in uh, uh, pieces that probably wouldn't fly at a regular, like definitely not a traditional belly dance show by any means. But, uh, <laughs> but they can do all sorts of crazy things. Like last time, Kamara did uh, uh, the All the Props performance <laughs> all the props <laughs> yeah this was the, it was called, uh, i think the official title was the overeager dancer but this was a dancer who decided to do a sword and veil and double veil and cane <laughs> wow <laughs> got a little crazy but they did it perfectly and the audience loved it uh don of rocks geek don zion moon also did uh, the belly dancing wookie there ah yes <laughs> <laughs> i think uh it was still fairly a uh, new piece for her then she's done it a number of times since then mm and so forth and uh so <laughs> dancers all have uh, a lot of I'm, I'm eager to see what they're going to do this time and i'll of course as i'm often at the airbest studios uh doing tarot readings i'll be there but this time i'll have my zombie tarot deck Ooh, the zombie deck <laughs> it's in spirit of the the you know, just the fun the novelty of the whole thing <laughs> well this sounds like a blast so i can't <laughs> wait to see rax terror this year i know that uh, a lot of folks that i know and love are going to be there so Thank you guys so much for putting on this show. I can't wait. Oh, oh yes. And the show has been known to sell out, so please do buy your tickets ahead of time. That's yeah. right, folks. Get your tickets now. Make sure you get your seat, because I'm going <laughs> to yes. be in a seat you don't want me 
trying to take up costuming and cosplay. Costuming <laughs> and cosplay is encouraged. Really? Oh man. Yeah, yes. Okay. I didn't know that it's, was a thing. We might have. It's a to, Halloween uh, show, man. It is a, a Halloween, Halloween show. show. Yes. Heck, yeah. I say costume and cosplay every, all over the place. Go to work in costume. You know. Just be, yeah. Do that. Go to go as Batman. <laughs> go to the office as Batman. Just I cosplay <laughs> every day as a competent employee at my day job, so I know exactly what <laughs> so you. So do mean. I. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jean-Pierre, thank you so much for talking to me today, man. All right, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. All right, folks, and like I said, I'll put all the information in the show notes. Thank you for listening. For Jean-Pierre, this is Matt Peters. Stay mighty.